0: Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics, Beijing Winter Olympics and Paralympics, the Commonwealth Games, the European Championships, multi-sport fans like us have been spoilt for the past year and with many world championships also happening this season across multiple sports, it's been a spectator's dream. But what about for the athletes? I'm John.
2: And I'm Michael, and this is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. And in this episode, we review the second staging of the European Championships, this time being staged in Munich, days after the curtain came down on a brilliant Birmingham Commonwealth Games. And we'll be asking this question, is it a Games too far on and off the field of play?
0: We'll say goodbye to an Olympic legend ending on a high, and Birmingham's been and gone, as Michael said, but the Commonwealth Games were declared as the best ever in the hardest of circumstances. We'll review what is next for Birmingham as a city.
2: And, of course, we'll run through some of the other non-footy stories you may have missed in the past few weeks, and you can always get in touch anytime. Find us on Twitter at anythingbutf, message us, By Instagram or on Facebook go and check out our shiny new website anythingbutfooty.com you can send us a message through there or drop us an email anythingbutfooty at gmail.com
0: Now Germany staged the Athletics for the second time at these European Championships the first multi-sport event which brings together lots of different Euro Champs in one city was staged in Glasgow of course in 2018 but the Athletics was then in Berlin it's quite complicated as I'm sure you'll agree but many defending champions are back to see if they could retain their titles four years on and Britain won both the men's and women's 100 meters in Berlin but it wasn't quite to be this time for Dina Asher-Smith and Zarnell Hughes for very different reasons Michael what did you make of uh, the firstly the overall championships the athletics being uh, in Munich and I think they're doing an amazing job the stadium looks incredible but then the sprint performances particularly before we uh, review some of the other races.
2: Yeah, I think I like the idea of the multi-sport European Championships. I've always thought, actually, it was a really good idea to bring sports together, like athletics, like swimming, like triathlon. I remember, obviously, in Glasgow, they they had golf in as part of it. We've got sport climbing uh, this time around. I just don't think the execution of it has come together quite right, because... As you said there, we had sort of Glasgow and then the offshoot of the track and field in Berlin. And I think that then impacted on on the enjoyment of the Glasgow end of the Games last time. And now this time, especially from a British point of view, where we're seeing so much aquatic success at the moment, you've got Rome hosting, (laughs) swimming and diving and the other aquatic pursuits, whilst... Then you've got Munich that seems from you know what I can see on the television pictures and speaking to people I know that are there, seem to be hosting a really, really good event. I think some of the staging of the athletics, definitely Shades of Doha 2019 with the light show and everything like yeah. that that's going on. They've got that great park, some iconic venues. Oh. But I think just not having it all together just detracts from it a little bit. And it just makes it a little bit difficult to follow at times. And I'm thinking about... For the broadcasters here, because you know, I know the BBC are doing it from Salford, and that's probably a cost decision. But they're kind of having to go back and forward between between what's going on in Rome, what's going on in Munich, and they're not quite getting it right. And when you consider that that's the way most people are consuming these championship it just uh, hasn't quite come together as I think it could in the same way that an Olympic Games and a Commonwealth Games does, when one region, one city hosts, you know, 90, 95% of the events.
0: Yeah, and we've seen rowing, which we'll talk about, and cycling uh, as well. And these events have been shown, and they look great, and some great performances, once again, from from the British stars. But as you say, it hasn't quite... It's it's just confusing. I don't think people have quite got it, and I'm not sure, as you say, the broadcasters have quite put it over uh, in the right way as well. Talking of not quite getting it right... Dina Asher-Smith and Zarnell Hughes. Firstly, Dina. She's not really fit, is she? I
2: don't think. No. um, There's obviously clearly been an issue all this year. Uh, And I think her semi-final time uh, in Oregon probably disguised what's obviously a bigger problem. Um, now, whether this is still the same sort of problem that, that troubled her in, in Tokyo at the delayed Olympics, where we know that she was struggling a little bit, and I've spoken to her two or three times yep. since then, and she's told me every time, no, that injury's behind her, she's fine. But she wasn't fine at the British Championships. Nope. No, she wasn't herself there. We know that Daryl Nita uh, won that. Um, she obviously clearly you know, wasn't fine to go to Birmingham after the World Championships. Where again she had some issues, Um, you know, and it's been a tight hamstring issue, it's been a cramp cramp issue. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, this was a huge season where perhaps, uh, you know, she could have, you know, had she been fit, um, she could have eclipsed what she did in 2019, but it it just hasn't happened uh, for Dina Asher Smith. And in her absence, I think we have to say congratulations to Daryl Nita. Who has turned up to the three championships? Yeah, um, has you know didn't reach the final. I know that in Oregon, but then has medals now at the Commonwealth Games and at the the European Championships as well. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a struggle for me with, with, with Dina Asher Smith, and um, I just can't quite put my finger on on what's wrong at the minute. Um, but but something. Doesn't seem right, does it?
0: It doesn't. And it may be the crazy packed schedule that this summer season has brought. And I listed all of those things. You think the last 12 months, you mentioned Tokyo. It's it's such a hard thing to shake an injury off isn't it that she, and she was obviously uh, really affected in Tokyo and it's such a hard thing to then go into a winter where you're then preparing for three major championships so it is a bit crazy in those ones i thought also from from darrell's point of view it was a missed opportunity in the europeans i thought i slightly thought that in the commonwealth games as well but with the jamaicans there you can you can never sort of say well it's a dead cert that we're going to win but it felt like The Europeans, the German won a gold medal in the women's hundred meters, and that is an amazing night in Munich, as we saw. But not what we would usually expect. Although she was a silver medalist four years ago behind Dina Asher-Smith, so I just felt with Daryl there was another opportunity, and she mentioned cramp as well in that interview. And I thought that interview that they did afterwards, Michael, was very different. Dina was—I didn't really believe Dina, and I'm not saying that she's lying, but I didn't. Because you've spoken to her so many times and she said this thing before, she said it when when she pulled out of the relay uh, in, in Oregon. Oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And then obviously she pulled out of the Commonwealth Games. So to come out after the race and say, I'm absolutely fine, but I don't know why I've got cramp. I just don't I don't get that. And I, I think she you have to look at what's going on there behind the scenes. But then Daryl to mention cramp as well. But she was totally different. She was like, look, I'm not making an excuse here. I, I really did suffer, and that's a. I wonder whether that is the end, as you say, of three major championships in a row within five weeks.
2: Yeah, and I would say about Daryl Nita, if these championships had perhaps been reversed, mm-hmm. if we'd maybe had the Europeans first, then we, she might have been looking at a different place on the podium. Um, obviously, as you say, she she lost to to German, um, who hasn't been in the Commonwealth Games, no. running relays and individuals uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think the, the season is probably taking its toll on these athletes. And I think that's physically and perhaps mentally as well. You know, And I think sometimes stress reactions mentally can have an impact physically. Um, so, you know, when, when you are maybe struggling a little bit in body and mind, that that can manifest itself in something like cramp or, you know, tightness of muscle. So I just wonder whether that the mental side of this long season um, and these three big championships so close together has maybe had an impact on some of our, our leading names as well.
0: And I think Daryl said it to you when you spoke to her in Birmingham and also Asher Phillips said it to us in a podcast we made for the British Athletes Commission. We're not machines. No, these these are human beings. They have to go and, and perform and they can't just magic it just like that all the time, despite our expectations. And I'll hold my hands up and say, I did expect Daryl Nita to do more than what she did. But as you say. A brilliant! The fact that she got those medals in the Europeans and Commonwealths more than than others had. I thought Zanell's silver was actually under ten seconds as well, pretty impressive. He was the defending champion, as I mentioned earlier, in the men's lost to meters. an
2: Olympic champion, though
0: exactly, and that's the difference. The, you know, <laughs> ja- the Italian Jacobs came back for that. He he wasn't himself in in Oregon. Uh, he he'd won the world indoors earlier this year with an amazing performance over over sixty meters. So it was it was very different for for Zanell. And actually, he was miles ahead of the rest of the, the men's hundred metres. But brilliant for Jeremiah Azu, who we saw uh, Azu, who we saw from Wales uh, for Commonwealth Games. He got his first medal, and the celebration uh, behind that was uh, was absolutely brilliant. So I think that was a, a hundred metres. Well, the women's was, was slightly a bit like we're not really sure what's going on here. But we talk about three major championships. That, you know, one of the toughest distances, Michael, that we've talked about in athletics, and we know this from our various interviews with Christine Harugu over the years, is the 400 metres. Well, cometh the hour, or cometh the three in five weeks, cometh Matthew Hudson-Smith, the gold medalist at last.
2: Yeah, and he's got a bronze, a silver and a gold from this season. And it's it's interesting. I go back to, I think, when we chatted at the Diamond League event in Birmingham mm-hmm. earlier on in the season, And I said to Matthew Hudson Smith, because he'd kind of come through uh, seven, six, seven years ago now. um, And he said, you know, he had all that raw talent, but he didn't know how to run. Yeah. And he said, I've learned, I've gone away, gone to America. I've had some, you know, he's had some horrendous times. And I talk about, you know, the mental toll um, that things have been taken. Read read the story um, from Matthew Hudson Smith over the past few years. Mm. But, you know, he said he learned how to run and he was now a different athlete, a more mature athlete. And that's what we were going to see this season. And then completely threw that out the window in Birmingham, didn't he? He Because he completely got that race plan wrong. He, He went out too hard in the end and you know paid the penalty and ended up not getting that gold medal i think he was absolutely spot on in what he did in germany and i think if you watch that you can see the athlete in the lane outside of him really motoring hard you know and matthew hudson smith looks quite languid in comparison in that first 150 200 meters and then you see what happens he motors through around the bend the athlete who was flying early on and really you know, working hard ended up finishing fourth. Uh, Matthew Hudson-Smith just stretched away and, and won that gold medal. He is the, the European champion.
0: Mm, absolutely brilliant performance. So pleased for him. And he's uh, now actually got a relay to run as well because for the first time in a number of years, we've got a men's 4x4 uh, going in the Europeans. So uh, good luck for that. Ailish McColgan is just a machine. We talk about machines, oh, but this is, uh, a this is a different kind of machine.
2: Do you know what I love about Ailish McColgan? She races. Yeah, she's always racing. She's she's there at every meet, every championship we attend. Because she's, she's going, going
0: al- as we we'll, as we'll hear later. She's going to the uh, big half in London. Yep. Uh, next month before the London Marathon.
2: Yeah. In October. Me, she said um, when I spoke to her in, in Birmingham that this was her last season on the track, mm. and obviously a gold and a silver in Birmingham. Um, now she's gone to the the Europeans, but I. <sighs> I often just, and, and I, I don't, I'm not an expert, I'm not a coach, I'm not an elite athlete, I, I'm a observer, um, but I don't understand athletes or when athletes say, you know what, I'm not going to race again, I'm not going to compete again <laughs> this season. I And I, I know why, if, if you're injured, obviously you wouldn't go and do that, but I think we hear quite a lot where athletes go no I'm absolutely fine I just I'm just not going to compete again this season because I just think that'll give me the better chance of being ready for next season and I I I hear that quite a lot from some of our leading athletes and I just think look at Ailish for you know she's putting in 5k's and 10k's (laughs) seemingly week in week out And she's out there and she's competing and she's learning with every race. And I think that's what then propelled her to that gold medal in Birmingham Mm. at the Commonwealth Games. And she clearly just wants to be out there because you you don't get a long time, you know, and and you certainly as an elite athlete don't get many attempts at at major championships, do you? So, you know, for people to and, and there are one or two examples of people that have said sort of, early part of this season. Oh, I'm not going to do the Commonwealth Games and the Europeans this year because my focus is all on Budapest and the Worlds next year. Well, who knows what's going to happen between now and then? You know, you could just be throwing a year of your career away. And, and you know, just going back to, to Dina Asher-Smith, she said she was fine, but then wasn't going to compete in Birmingham. Well, if she was fine, why wasn't she competing in Birmingham? She obviously wasn't fine, I don't think. Um, but I just think if, if you are... If you are fine, it just seems bizarre to me to throw away opportunities to compete at major games and, and win medals. And, and that's what I love about Ailish McColgan. She, she, she's always there. She's always competing.
0: And how gutting was it for Jacob Fincham-Dukes, the long jumper that, frankly, no one had heard of, Gabby Logan included, uh, called who called him Dukes Fincham, um, <laughs> and, and kind of laughed the fact that she knew that she'd got his name wrong. But was so disappointing for him that he... Did a lap of honour, thought he'd won a silver medal, but then his his jump, which he jumped, I think the first round, was then ruled out because they said it was a foul. Now, it's either a foul or it's not. And I think Kelly Southerton has has, has come out on Twitter and said, look, it was a foul, so it would have been wrong for him to have won it. And there is always an appeal process half an hour after the end of the event. So you, you can't say that this is wrong. But it's just so unfortunate and you want these young people, you talked about the swimming earlier, we've got an amazing amount of young talent coming through in the swimming pool and you want to see that, you want to see medals in these European championships for the likes of Jacob fincham jukes don't you?
2: Yeah, and actually, I think I agreed with Kelly Sutherton. Yeah. You know, we know what the rules are, uh, and the rules are you've got half an hour but to, the, to but, make that appeal. But
0: the officials shouldn't get it wrong. It's either it's either a foul or it's not. Why you give it a not a foul and you carry on the whole competition? That I think is more of a question. Why it was allowed to be a mistake? I mean, you either yeah. you used to have plasticine, but they don't have that anymore.
2: <laughs> no, it's a laser. So it's, it's right, a laser. Right? That, oh. It's 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 um, athletics equivalent of VAR. <laughs> In a way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, and, and you know, you look at VAR in football and, and they take an enormous amount of time sometimes to get to the right decision. Um, and I think they got to the right decision in this case. But, yeah, it takes away from his moment. It takes away from the spectacle. Are we going to get to that point like we do in football where... You know players don't know whether to celebrate yet until yeah. the computer has said yes yeah. you know do not have the medal ceremony and the, the lap of honor until the 30 minutes has elapsed but those are the rules you know that's that's what they sign up for that they, they everybody knows that you know um, although you're probably not thinking about it but you know that at the end of your long jump competition that actually every other nation every other competitor still got that 30 minutes that's that's the rules it could work in your own favor next time um i feel desperately sorry um for jake and finch and dukes and uh, you know i'm sort of playing devil's advocate but you know the rules are there um that is the rules of the field of play and the rules were put into practice correctly this time so you know i don't see how anyone can have any real complaints
0: Absolutely. It's a bit like the last event at the Commonwealth Games in, in, in Birmingham where we thought we'd won a medal in the 4x4. Four four and unfortunately, Jodie Williams stepped out of her lane. And yeah. she said they'd celebrated, but the appeal was, was upheld and, and they lost their medal. And that, that is the rules, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. And can I say one thing on that, by the way? Um, just, just that. Lots of, people, <laughs> lots of people on, on social media were saying oh, it was still a great run despite the fact they were disqualified, it wasn't a great run. No. They, they were disqualified. Um, and I know that, you know, you were tweeting it out saying, you know, they've been disqualified. And we had people, you know, in the athletics fraternity going, oh, it was still a great run, though. It wasn't. They were disqualified. <laughs> How you can describe that as a great run? They broke the rules. Yeah. Um, and I, I just find that that an absolutely bizarre, astounding take on it. And maybe, you know, if we had less people thinking that was a great run, When a team have been disqualified, then we might be talking about more medals in British track and field at World Commonwealth and European Championships.
0: This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. And talking of medals, Michael, rowing.
2: Yeah, Great Britain topped the medal table at the European Championships with 10 medals in total. GB and Northern Ireland are back. The Olympic and Paralympic squads won four golds, two silvers and a bronze on the opening day of finals. The men's eight, men's and women's four were all victorious, while the women's quadruple skulls uh, became the first British crew to win gold in more than 10 years. Two further golds and a silver were won on the last day, including the Para Mix 4, including the Cox Erin Kennedy, who was diagnosed with breast cancer a few months ago, and will now be taking a break from the team as she continues her treatment over the coming months. We wish her all the best. Mm. Imogen Grant and Emily Craig won the lightweight women's double, skulls too. It was a good regatta uh, for Great Britain and the rowing team.
0: And coming up, season three of Great British Bosses from Anything But Footy resumes in September with some big guests from behind the scenes of British sport. And we do talk rowing, and it is well worth tuning in for. Canoeing, swimming, cycling, parasport, Channel 4, we've got the lot. Make sure you follow Anything But Footy for when they drop. Now, three sports we saw in Birmingham, Michael, went straight into it again in Munich. In the gymnastics, though, the Gadder Rover twins were back for Great Britain as the women's team won silver behind Italy and Commonwealth gold medalist Alice Kinsella won all round silver while Jessica Gadarova was in tears after retaining her European floor title that she won in Basel in 2021. There were some injuries and some hobbling going on uh, with many of the gymnasts uh, not just the Brits but uh, others as well. We hope they rest and recuperate well ahead of the World Championships in Liverpool at the end of October.
2: What I love about the Gadarova twins is go when on. you interview them, they, they finish each other's sentences. Uh, you don't really actually need to throw a, a question at them. You can just sort of say hi and they just go uh, and the two of them and they, they, they just give you everything you need without any prompting. Um, and they're absolutely brilliant. And as you say, Liverpool's going to be a big date at the towards the end of the year. Mm. It's going to be a big event that world gymnastics. And uh, yeah, I think for all the gymnasts that we've seen over recent weeks in the European and the Commonwealth, um, I think there's just a little bit of uh, rehabbing and prehabbing and you know conditioning that needs to be done over yes. the next few months. Let's talk aquatics and the European Swimming Championships, as we've already mentioned, taking place at the same time but in Rome, rather than Munich, the pool looks amazing. By the way, it does uh, another busy schedule for the likes of Olympic champion Tom Dean. But apart from James, will be in the 200 metres breaststroke, and then a brilliant history-making swim for World Champion Ben Proud to win the European 50 m splash and dash, as well as the Commonwealths. Of course, overall, not many European champions individually. I mean, take nothing away from Ben Proud; his achievements this year. He's basically the fastest swimmer. On the planet. Yeah. Uh, the British relays showing their strength again with Dean Freya Colbert, Matthew Anderson, Freya Anderson retaining their 200 metre freestyle title ahead of France, who'd won the mixed 100 metres relay. The GB women also won their 100 metres relay again. And now, someone who wasn't at the Commonwealths, who could be the next Michael Phelps in world terms, 17 year old Romania's David Popovici broke. The one hundred meter freestyle world record, and also the two hundred meters free too. Mm. Quick word just about British relay swimming. Yeah, I think they are targeting um, the relays. We saw that in Tokyo, where we saw um, swimmers pulling out of individual events to target relays. It's yes. certainly, I think, in that that world that we know in elite sport now, where they, they you know, they look at all the data and the analysis. They clearly know that the strength and depth in British swimming at the moment is such that, that relay medals are very much up for grabs. And I think some of the, the swimmers, and we saw that in Rome and we saw it in Tokyo, some of the swimmers are, are giving up their their individual swims, if you like, to be part of a relay team who are winning medals. And it's, it's a practice that's working.
0: But just to say um, on that, you also want your Olympic champions like your Tom Deans or Duncan Scott's, who are individual champions, Adam Peaty. And and it's the same for Ben Proud. He is absolutely flying at the moment. And I'm so pleased for him because, as you said, he's such a lovely guy. You spoke to him at the Commonwealth Games. And he, he, he just is so... Determined after having a couple of years where he just didn't enjoy himself after Tokyo and, and after Rio as well, I think. But he's come back and he's absolutely flown through these championships. As you say, a world uh, title, a Commonwealth title, a European title. It's unheard of for a British swimmer to do that. But until he wins an Olympic individual gold medal, it's not going to be that easy for him to be recognised in this country. He is one of our best sportsmen, undoubtedly in this country. But until and, and, and you can hold your hands up and say this is the reason why we do the podcast is we want to talk about these guys to get people to know them before the olympics but uh, if they don't win the olympics and maybe some of the individual events in the olympics it makes it slightly harder for them moving forward
2: yeah in diving gold for commonwealth medalist lois tolson and Carl katari lois tolson came up to me in birmingham at the commonwealth games went I recognise you now, which was <laughs> <laughs> slightly worrying. I don't know why. Uh, There's only their second competition together in the mixed 10-metre synchro final, and Andrea spendellini Syriax may be the next star of the diving world. She's just... 17 years of age, European and Commonwealth champion this summer in the 10 metre platform.
0: Mm, And she's got a famous dad as well. And there were silvers.
2: Dad's got a famous daughter is what I would be saying now.
0: (laughs) I think you're right. Uh, And there were silvers for Jack Carlin, Jess Roberts and Pfeiffer George in the Sprint, Scratch and Elimination finals back in Munich. We're talking cycling, of course. Uh, The men's team pursuit and sprint also won bronze, while Olympic silver medalists, the women's team pursuit without the likes of Dame Laura Kenny and Katie Archibald, missed out on a medal entirely. Kieran Riley won silver in the men's BMX freestyle, pipped by France after our friend Declan Brooks was injured. We wish him well. That's what I mean. There are some injuries that are ongoing with the amount of uh, sport that these guys are doing. And Olympic champion Charlotte Worthington also missed out. So, Michael, just to to round up our chat on the Europeans. A championship too far? I think maybe for some sports. Obviously not rowing. um, But some of the sports... Is championship too far?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think um, it was always going to be a reset year after, you know, two years of pandemic and COVID and everything else. So I don't think we're going to see it again. I hope we don't see it again, because if we do, it means we've probably gone through another global crisis along similar lines to the one that you know we're still involved with at the moment i think obviously the athletes will look back and and go this is just what we had to do this year it's what we needed to do just to get our our sports and the calendar the sporting calendar back on track it's Mm -hmm. probably not been brilliant mentally and physically as i said earlier for a lot of the athletes i think probably for some spectators they've probably got to this point of the summer now um as you said you know you've had a winter olympics and paralympics this year um, then you've had world athletics championships a commonwealth games now these multi-event european championships there's been a lot a lot to consume and a lot to take in and i think for the the casual fan you know my mum for example. Um, I think it's probably just been a little bit difficult to get massively invested in all of it. Um, You know, the whole reason why we love an Olympic Games is it comes around once every four years, whether that's a summer or winter Games. and, And that's what makes it special to have so much in such a short space of time. I think detracted a little bit from that. But it was something we needed to do. You know, we've all had to do things differently, we've all had to learn to do different things, we've all had to make sacrifices with what's gone on in the world over the last two, two and a half years and, and you know, and this is sport, you know, having its own reset moment.
0: Absolutely. I tell you what as well, talking of the Olympics, I noticed have noticed at these European championships how France are really coming through in events where I don't you don't normally talk about France, so triathlon and cycling, I've really noticed how they are getting into the medals. Is, is there something like Paris 2024 coming along yeah. or something?
2: My, my highlight of Paris 2024, I'll tell you what it is already. God. Um, and it's not even happened yet. It's the mixed team uh, triathlon where um, Team GB will pip the French on home soil. Um, with a team that I I couldn't guess yet what the what the GB team will be because there's so many great triathletes um, that will be in contention for those places I'd imagine. Alex Yee would be involved and probably Georgia Taylor-Brown, but uh, who knows what the, the Team GB athletes will be, but they will, they will pip uh, the French in Paris at the Olympics and that will be my highlight of the Games. We're
0: going to make a note of that th- <laughs> Thursday, the 18th of August, 2022. <laughs> this is anything but footy still to come. Our latest non-footy sports news. And what's next for Birmingham?
2: And we're also wondering what's next for Eve Muirhead, who's announced her retirement from curling as Olympic World and European champion. I'll tell you what she has been doing, which I was listening to. She's been commentating on golf on the radio. She was part of the BBC uh, coverage at the Open, which seemed like a bit of a left field choice. But, you know, I listen to quite a lot of what she's doing. So maybe broadcasting and not just broadcasting on curling is the future for Eve Kerrhead. Um, Eve Muirhead in curling with the Milan 2026 cycle about to start in earnest. The skip of the Team GB women's curling team who grabbed gold on the final weekend of the games earlier this year. That was Britain's only gold of the games revealed she wanted to finish on a high and at the top. Well, she did. The four time Olympian who remember also uh, helped to carry the flag into the stadium in Beijing said it's been the hardest decision of my life and I took plenty of time to make it. We'll see you on a fairway, or you know, a, a curling rink soon. I'm sure, Eve.
0: Yeah, or, or a mix zone, or a bench where we all sit and wait for interviews. Now we started this. As our Brum's the Word season will continue for anything but footy, I think, in other non-footy news from the Games. Mallory Franklin added World Championship bronze to her Olympic silver from a year ago in the women's C1 final at the Canoe Slalom World Championships at the historic Augsburg Olympic course in Germany. Earlier in the week, Franklin, Kimberly Woods and Sophie Ogilvie also won bronze in the C1 team event, while the men's K1 team, that's kayaking, of course, Bradley, Forbes, Cryans, Joe Clark. And Chris Bowers secured a superb silver. And that's the first time since 2018 that the men's team have been on the podium in that event.
2: UK Athletics has confirmed world-class track and field will return to the London Stadium for the first time in four years for the London Diamond League next July. The world's best athletes and para-athletes will be in action on Sunday, the 23rd of July, 2023. Organisers are promising that it will be bigger and better than before. And importantly, there will be a four-day festival of athletics set to engage the local community as well in Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park tickets are now available.
0: It has been confirmed, as we mentioned earlier, the Commonwealth and European Championship star Ailish McColgan will continue her build-up to her first London Marathon in October by competing in the Big Half on Sunday, September 4th, around the streets of the capital city. The full TCS Marathon takes place a month later on Sunday, October 2nd, before reverting back to April next year. Now, also in the Big Half, Jake Smith and Andy Butchart will join Samo Farah in the Elite Men's Race and David Weir will be racing on on the 10th anniversary of his Paralympic success in London where of course he won four Paralympic gold
2: medals. They've done it at Twickenham Stoop now it could be the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. England Hockey along with Hockey Wales have revealed further information on how they would host the Hockey Men's World Cup in 2026 with a decision expected in November. The finals weekend could be held at the iconic 62,850-seat Tottenham Hotspur wow. Stadium. That would be immense, especially if they could fill it as well. Mm. And England women's Commonwealth champions are right back in action, looking to book a place in the Euro Hockey Championships next year. They face Croatia, Slovakia and Wales over three days at Durham University from Thursday, August the 25th. The same 18-strong squad that won gold in Birmingham have, understandably, been selected again.
0: And talking of Brum, we couldn't finish this podcast without reflecting on those Commonwealth Games. The Commonwealth Games Federation described it as the curtain came down earlier this month as a Games unlike we've seen before. More medals to women than men, largest integration of sport. 43 nations winning medals, 9 winning their first ever medals. And for the City of Birmingham, 40,000 jobs and volunteering opportunities have been created, £38 million of investment to help those who need the most support to get physically active Active is in place as well and hopes of more elite sport to come to the second city in the future as well michael of course has been campaigning for the olympics well he has also been chatting with uh, amy agbezi the 2018 england netball gold medalist and for this more importantly the 2022 board member.
1: People were wondering could Birmingham put on a show and actually they've been answered because it's been wonderful the crowds have been amazing there's a buzz just in the city when you walk around people have been so friendly and I think for me as an athlete previously at games you're so focused on your sport you don't know what's going on and so it's been nice to be on the other side in my home city to see what incredible things are happening and the response that it's been given.
2: What is the place for the Commonwealth Games on the sporting calendar with everything else that happens, Europeans, Worlds, Olympics, Paralympics? What is the point of the Commonwealth Games?
1: So I think it definitely has a point. It's a multi-sport event where you get to interact with other um, sports, not just your own same sport. And it gives a platform to a lot of, I guess, home nations. So in GB, you compete as one um, at the Commonwealth Games, Wales are represented Scotland and I know that um, people who represent those countries are really, really passionate and actually grateful for the opportunity to represent their specific country. Um, But also it gives, there's 72 nations and territories and it gives those 72 nations and territories opportunity to represent their country. I think the integration with parasport as well just means that it's just a celebration of sport and we've had uh, difficult parts then come together through the Commonwealth, but actually it's just a celebration that we are together now and sport is an incredible thing and so we're just using that as a platform to compete to be friendly and to basically hopefully move forward together
2: and there is a real buzz around at the moment about another uk bid for an olympic games and a paralympic games could birmingham step up could birmingham host the greatest show on earth as they call it
1: I think Birmingham's showed that they're ready now. A lot of people doubted or weren't sure, and actually now, how successful the games have been, the ticket sales have been incredible. Um, over 1.4 million tickets sold, and so actually, I think we're ready for the we're ready for anything. Whatever you want to throw at us, I think Birmingham are ready to host it. Um, it's been a massive collaboration with the council, with the um, West Midlands, um, Andy Street, the mayor of West Midlands. Everybody's been basically supportive and trying to make these games happen, and. So far, they've been a success. The response is that everybody's loving it. And so I think if it's the Olympics, if it's Eurovision, whatever it is, Birmingham is ready to take it on.
2: It is a step up, though, isn't it, the Olympic Games? But you think that the people here, the stakeholders here could come together and potentially form part of that next bid?
1: Yeah, it is definitely a step up. But I think we've embraced the Commonwealth Games and we've had the practice now. So typically, Birmingham... Hasn't really been known for very much, and people were concerned whether we'd be able to put on a good show. And actually, I think we've surpassed people's expectations, and so I think we're ready to step up to the next level.
2: Amara Bassey also campaigning for a uh, Birmingham <laughs> Olympic bid. There, um, I thought it was just you. <laughs> well, no, it's Amar and I at the moment. I think we we are we're leading the charge, and um, it's interesting that that they're looking Germany now um, as we record are talking seriously about um possibly going for an olympics again having last held it uh the summer games in 1972 of Mm -hmm. course in munich and now hosting the the european championships they are looking at an olympic bid they haven't had a great track record in putting forward olympic bids i think they've been six or seven um that haven't really got off the the starting blocks for germany um in winter and summer games because, you know, of local protests and local opposition for various reasons. One, uh, there's no kind of taxable benefits for the country because the IOC won't pay tax in the country that a Games is held in on their profits. And that's an issue in Germany. I think, obviously, sustainability and environmental concerns have been raised in Germany, plus just the cost uh, and the disruption of hosting an Olympic Games. But it seems to me there is an appetite again, um for a german bid um yeah a tongue-in-cheek appetite for birmingham to go for it before birmingham i'd just say this i would have said that would probably be the last commonwealth games of its type one like that held predominantly in one city in you know fairly you know close geographical terms i know we had the, the the track cycling in london but you know i thought before birmingham i couldn't see a city stepping up in the same way and certainly, you know, the next games in Victoria in 2026 are going to be much more of a regional games. There'll be a lot longer distances to travel. But now having been in Birmingham and seen the success, I do wonder whether some other Commonwealth cities might now look at what they did in Birmingham and think actually, no, they they could do it. Mm. Um, and I think New Zealand, Canada, those types of, of countries, the cities in those countries, should now be looking at at stepping up its flip-flop between, you know, the UK and Australia, as we know. Um, I certainly think for the Centenary Games in 2030, it would make sense to go back to Canada. Could New Zealand go again? Um, You know, we've seen, obviously, Kuala Lumpur host Delhi, hosted a, a, a troubled Games. But, you know, is Birmingham, has Birmingham just put the Commonwealth Games on the map again a little bit? I think so. But, you know, memories are short.
0: Indeed, and they they move on swiftly and there are world championships to come over the next few weeks, including rowing and gymnastics that we mentioned as well. And of course, we'll keep you bang up to date here on Anything But Footy. As ever, you can get in touch, Anything But F on Twitter. You can message us on Insta. Uh, We still need to do TikTok, Michael. We're going to have to add that to my uh, job list over the next few weeks. Uh, And check out our brand spanking new website as well, uh, uh, anythingbutfooty.com. uh, Michael, thank you. It's been a pleasure this summer. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy a few days of relaxation and maybe the odd beer.
2: Yeah, maybe the odd beer. I'm I'm off to go and nubble the French triathlon team ahead of Paris 2024. <laughs>